what's going on, y'all? This is Kelly Clarkson. Welcome to Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. The very first podcast dedicated to the original idol, Kelly Clarkson. Here are your hosts, Jeremy and Pam. Happy holidays, everyone, and welcome to Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. This is Jeremy. And my name is Pam, and today we are going to explore some of our favorite Christmas song performances from Kelly. And initially, I thought of this idea, and I thought it was going to be super easy. Mm -hmm. We have the two Christmas specials. We have some Miracle on Broadway. We have some American Idol stuff. Easy peasy. Yep. Mm -mm. Nope. There's more that I forgot about as Jeremy. Yeah, and I just I did some Google searches for just some performances that she did in the holidays, and then all of a sudden, all these core memories start flooding back because I think, oh, that's right, she was on that show, or oh, that's right, she did this, or oh, that's right, she did that. And I, uh, in some cases, I was able to find some videos for them, and it was really cool to go back and re-listen to a lot of this uh, this holiday music and remember that she actually does get out and do some publicity when she puts out some holiday material. So I'm excited to to dig into it this week. Yeah, I'm pumped. All right, Pam, before we get on to our episode today, we do need to update everybody on a couple of things that have been going on in the last week or so. And the first thing that was most notable, although I didn't really see it make any of the sort of gossip headline tabloid celebrity news sites maybe it's just because it's not as big of a deal anymore uh but we found out that kelly did in fact have a bout of COVID 19 recently and it caused her to be away from the talk show for a few days yeah so you probably noticed if you watch the talk show regularly there were some guest hosts and there were some rumors flying around that she was sick but nothing it was kind of all assumptions And we finally got confirmation during the recent episode with Cher that Kelly indeed was getting over COVID. And normally when she's homesick, she wouldn't have tuned in, but she was like, I have to do this episode with Cher. And you could tell, I would assume, she seemed to be doing a lot better because like, she didn't sound sick. She didn't look sick. There was no coughing, nothing. So she may have just been on the like prevention side at that point. Yeah. It would have been interesting, though, to see how that looked real time, because obviously, like if she has some sort of a coughing fit or something, they're obviously going to edit that out of the show. So I I don't know. You know, you can't really tell how far along she is. I mean, obviously, the one scary thing is that COVID affects all of us differently. I know that when I had it earlier this year, the primary effects stuck around for like about the 10 days. But then I had sort of some slow, kind of annoying, lingering effects for a good solid two months. And I mean, you had the 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 regular effects. Did you have lingering effects too? Knock on wood, not really. I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, I got it the same. I got it with two of my friends and like we were all together that day and like everyone had varying symptoms and Mm -hmm. severity. So it's so crazy how it affects everyone differently. So hopefully hers wasn't too bad. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping. But she seems on the upswing. Yeah. And I think what we found out was that she taped the share episode very soon prior to it actually airing. In fact, did, yeah. did we figure out it was like the day before they actually taped it? It was less than a week. Yeah. It was yeah. very, it was very quick. A very, very quick, quick turnaround. turnaround. Yeah. 
And obviously with her sick, she wasn't able to do a no karaoke, so she replayed, which was nice that they had it in their back pocket, the karaoke of her and Jimmy Fallon doing I Got You, Babe, which obviously made a lot of sense for the show. We don't really know at the point when Kelly recorded the show with Cher, we don't really know where she was in her sort of 10-day timeline or five-day timeline, if you will, to, depending on who you are, as far as how uh, how far along she was. So, But like you said, she seemed to be doing okay, but again, we're, we're looking at an edited product where they're going to get rid of anything where she's sort of struggling. And obviously we wish her well because like we were, I was sort of trying to start to allude to the, the virus really kind of affects everybody differently. And I would be concerned if I were a singer because it really does go after your lung capacity and your ability to really uh, do deep breaths. So I'm going to be interested to see how this potentially affects not necessarily the show itself with the guest portions, but more of the karaoke portions because those can be pretty taxing for a regular singer, let alone someone with the caliber of voices, Kelly. So we'll have to wait and see if this affects the ability to have new karaoke's for the coming weeks. Uh, I know that they've sort of, they tape all kinds of out of order when it comes to when the shows actually air. So we're probably going to see, some new Kellyokis, we might see some repeat Kellyokis. We don't really know, but we'll have yeah. to obviously uh, wait to see how that all pans out. But either way, we're glad to hear that she's doing better. And in fact, she really gave no indication that she was sick when she popped on the chat room for the most recent uh, Kellyoki after party. She was on Trisha's YouTube account. And she started what apparently is now the famous line, Kelly here. Uh, <laughs> and then she went and, you know, would make her statement, but she didn't make any sort of really, she didn't make any sort of allusions to the fact of being home and sick. So hopefully she's on the latter end of this. And I guess since we're talking about that now, I mean, how fun was that to tune into the second episode of the Kelly Oki after party and have Kelly actually show up for the show? It was so much fun, especially because. You know, for those of you who didn't tune in, it's not that she was, you know, brought in via Zoom or obviously she didn't pop in the actual video, but just like a red, it was basically, think of it as like an old school chat room, you know? Yeah. And all of a sudden, you everyone saw Trisha, who's, for those of you who, who don't know, that's Kelly's assistant. And then all of a sudden, you just see Kelly here and everyone freaks out. They're like, oh, my God, <laughs> Kelly's there. Hi, Kelly. It was so special because, you know, she's not – I mean, granted, it's only the second one, but she's not, like, branded as being part of these. Mm -hmm. So it's cool that she has a little bit of involvement, but it's not, like, directly all about her. I don't really know what yeah. I'm getting at. But it was just, like, a nice little nugget about, like, oh, she's, like, a user. Yeah. You know? Yeah. She was kind of in there with everybody else. She's and one of us. Yeah. She's like us. She's just another YouTube username. <laughs> exactly. What I found funny was that it took, I don't know if it was Emily, who is the one who kind of monitors the chat room while Jason and Jocko are doing their thing. It took them a solid about 10 minutes to relay the fact that Kelly was in the chat to Jason and Jocko. So by the time they actually recognized it she had been 
talking for a while and had been yeah. kind of throwing these random comments out to everybody. Everybody in the chat is now no longer listening to Jason and Jocko. They're messaging uh, Trisha's account so that they can talk to Kelly. It was <laughs> it was kind of funny because it seemed like all of a sudden we had two separate conversations going. I. I saw a lot of people who were like, I have to go back and watch the video because I was too invested in the chat. So yeah. I wonder if they're going to be like, Kelly, no more. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, if you're going to come on, let us know so that, you know, we don't get completely derailed. And yeah. Because there's about nobody else that could come into that chat room that could completely take the attention off of Jason and Jocko than Kelly herself. Um. Uh, I wait. I just want to give a shout out to Ke- Kelly talking, referencing the the Orange Bowl performance in two thousand five. <laughs> you know, I know. I always joke that you know I don't think Kelly remembers X Y and Z song or X Y Z performance, and that was one I definitely did not think she recalled. I mean, maybe because it was so dramatic for her. Yeah, but I guess like they were like they were having a, a minor tech difficulties as well as well oh you know what they were also talking about in-ear stuff yeah. like so she brought that up and i was like there were there, not a lot of people caught it mm-hmm. but i was like did she just mention the uh, the uh the orange bowl and then i posted <laughs> it on twitter and a few people were like i thought she was actually talking about an actual bowl i'm like oh <laughs> let me show you the p- performance guys it is yes. a trip it's a trip um, yeah, the, yeah i just the thought orange- that was funny the Orange Bowl incident is is very OG fans uh, from so long ago. And it, yeah, if you haven't watched the YouTube video of the Orange Bowl performance, we, we recommend it because she definitely worked for her check that day because Holy she was Holy technical having, difficulties. Oh boy. <laughs> and thankfully, she didn't suffer the same fate that Ashley Simpson did at the same show because- yeah. Woof, duh. That was a uh, that she was a rough booed. one to watch. Yes, she, she got, did. She got booed off the stage. Oh boy, we're yeah. totally getting off topic. But yeah, anyway, the karaoke thing was so much fun. I think the next one they're having is uh, it looks like they're doing it every other Thursday. So I think mm-hmm. the next one is the fifteenth. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. Now I have to say, Pam, and and maybe we can enlist the listeners to help us out because this episode is coming out a week prior to the uh, the next Kellyoki after party. Can I can I be selfish for a second? Sure. Because we had a lot of people say in the chat and were so kind that why when they realized that Kelly was in the chat with them, we had a bunch of people stuck up for the podcast and said, Kelly, you need to be on missing a podcast. Yeah, that was which, so, thank you guys so much. Yeah, for everybody <laughs> who did that, thank you very much. That was that was very kind of you. May have very well have been one of the very first times that she was aware of the show. Yeah. <laughs> was seeing all these people mentioning it in the chat. But either way, the next Kellyoki after party is the day before my birthday. Yes. And so if, you know what, if if somebody can get <laughs> Jason and or Jocko to shout out my birthday, we'll give you something special. I'll, I'll do something nice for you. And, and I'm... We'll have to figure out, you know, how how they decided that, uh, you know, whose comment to pick to say happy birthday. I do actually have a prize that way. Do don't you? Think, I don't think we gave it away. I hope I didn't give it away months ago and never mailed it to someone. <laughs> <laughs> Some random person's like, um, okay, so I, I guess I shouldn't watch my mailbox anymore. I have to double check, but we have, I have the uh, All I Ever Wanted tour book. 
Oh, yeah. That I was going to give away. Yeah. And I realized over the weekend when I was cleaning, I never gave it away. And I don't <laughs> think I – I don't remember if we had a contest. If we did and you won, please let me know. I'll, I'll be checking. But yeah. um, maybe that could be someone's gift. Yeah, we'll we'll give you a prize if you can yeah. mention in the chat if you can get Jason and Jocko to wish me a happy birthday, and I will watch uh, just to see. <laughs> um, it would it would make my day, and I would really appreciate it because again, I'm being a little selfish here. But you can be. It's your birthday. Yes, I'm hoping so. And, yeah. and you know we got to we got to get enough people to do it so that Emily notices and then passes yeah. it along to the guys, or at least it sees it. The guys see it enough coming up in the chat that maybe Jocko will see it on the iPad and and make reference to it. Yes. Uh, all right, so enough of that. Uh, we'll we'll <laughs> talk about that on social media or whatever when that's coming up. But anyway, we sort of mentioned a little bit about it when we saw that Kelly was mentioning the Orange Bowl in the chat of the Kelly Oki after party. And the reason why she brought up the Orange Bowl is because they were having a conversation about how incredible the performance of Dolly Parton was on the Kelly Clarkson show when she and Kelly did a Kelly Oki of 9 to 5. I really enjoyed that they kind of combined the the two versions, the original oh, yeah. and the remake version. I know I've been very vo- I've been vocal about not really liking the remake version. It's not really it, whatever, but I like how they they at least started with it to kind of pay mm. a little homage to that. And they just they look so happy. They're such a great team, and I'm so glad that the performance happened. Um, and what a great episode as a whole. Yeah. Oh my god. Like at one you know at 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 one point in the episode in the episode that I think was the highlight for me and I probably the highlight for a lot of people as well as Kelly was Dolly saying that Whitney would have been proud to see mm-hmm. Kelly perform that at the that award show last year. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and just between that giving her those props and then Dolly well, I guess it was Kelly and Dolly agreeing to the message in the teleprompter to have them do some freestyle, I yeah. will always love you. And I mean, that was that was a moment for the show. I mean, that was a big moment because, you know, the, the stars don't get much bigger right now than Dolly Parton. And to have her on the show, those two obviously have a very good rapport together. And Dolly's, you know, just seems to be one of the sweetest people. You know, she's sort of the new Betty White. You know, we've got the bubble wrap around Dolly Parton right now. And they just had a, a really great interview. The Kelly Oki was absolutely stellar. I'm with you. I enjoyed the sort of the mashup of the new and the old version of nine to five. The transition between the two was clean. It just was fantastic. And, you know, the fact that, you know, when Jason and Jocko were talking about how, how Dolly doesn't wear in ears, which are those in ear monitors so that they can hear either the click track or she can even just hear herself singing amongst the instruments. The fact that Dolly is so old school and she doesn't need to wear them and doesn't wear them is so impressive because I would say a good 95% of performers these days rely on them incredibly uh, in order to get through a show. So the fact that she doesn't wear them and the fact that she still sounds so incredible is just unbelievable. I think the fact that Kelly got Dot had two episodes pretty much back to, I think back to back. More or um, less, yeah. More or less. I, th- I think they actually aired back to back. One, a full episode with Dolly and a full episode with Cher. Kelly yeah. is just have Kelly, if the VH1 show still existed, Kelly is having the best week ever. Minus, <laughs> minus COVID, but yeah. <laughs> she's having the best week ever. Um, That's a good because, reference. I like that. 
Thank you. Um, Kelly once did have the best week ever on V on that VH1 show. Did she? It was my birthday week. I think I was like <laughs> a, I was like very young, but I rem- I'm going to find the clip for you. But anyway, That's getting awesome. way, way off topic here. But um, like such a win for not only her but for also everyone on the show. Mm-hmm. We all know that the show's getting renewed for a couple more seasons, but just like it just just when you think the show can't get bigger, it does, and yeah. I think it speaks a lot for Kelly that. Dolly and Cher would both agree to be on the show for not just like a little, you know, a little segment of it. Mm-hmm. Because even though the pattern with Kelly's shows is that the guests stay for a majority of the show, I'm sure once in a while they get someone who either has to run because they have another engagement or they just don't want to. I'm sure it happens. And you can't really fight with them too much. Mm-hmm. The fact that they were just like, yeah, we'll be here. We'll do a very long interview. I think that just speaks volumes for Kelly. And this is exactly what I was talking about when last season of the show ended and we knew that the Ellen show was going to be concluding. I said, you watch because this next season is going to be the season where the caliber of guest gets higher, gets better for the Kelly Clarkson show because, you know, Ellen was the first stop for the biggest celebrities when it came to the daytime talk show circuit. And now it's Kelly, even though there is a lot of different shows out there, Kelly has shown that she's the ratings leader. And, you know, when it comes to the big, big celebrities, they go to Kelly and Ryan, the the daytime show, and then they go to the Kelly Clarkson show. Those are the two big ones. If you want your big exposure, those are the shows you got to go to. And so that just shows it in one week. The fact that she had Cher and Dolly Parton on the show speaks volumes for just how successful and how big this talk show has gotten in the daytime talk show circuit. Absolutely. So super excited for any other guests that are going to come up for the rest of the year, next year. And we also just hope Kelly gets better soon. Absolutely. Uh, One more thing before we get our episode started today, we have to give you the results of our Kelly Oki fantasy draft that we had last week. Once again, we want to say a big thank you to Stephanie, Kelly, and Anthony for being a part of our episode. Pam has been doing the tabulations on all of our social media channels to see who was the winner of our fantasy draft. And I think we're all on eggshells waiting to find out just who was in first place in our draft. Now I have to give a shout out. So Kelly, I have never had any, we, we've never had any of our guests run a campaign as strong as <laughs> Kelly did. If you follow Kelly on social media, um, oh this my is gosh. Kelly, this is Kelly, our guest. On Not Kelly draft. Clarkson. Yeah, no. right, right, right. <laughs> um, wow, just really trying to campaign out there. And mm-hmm. I, I admire it. Um, I will say between first and second place, preface, it was not me in either of those spots. <laughs> between first and second place, it was only a difference of four votes. And Holy I counted. Moly. I counted on all of the posts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And I really did make sure that there were some people who voted multiple times on each platform. I mm-hmm. only counted it once. I told you. I'm checking. Boom. I uh, cross-referenced. So – in first place, da, 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 Jeremy, you won. <laughs> yeah! Yay! <laughs> Kelly came in second place, and it was so close because in the beginning, Kelly was winning by landslide. Yeah, she was. And you came in on Facebook. Facebook loves Jeremy. Facebook <laughs> loves Jeremy. And you also got a lot of Twitter love. 
Um, Shout out to my uh, older fans who still use Facebook who were uh, voting for me on there. (laughs) I love that. Thank you guys so much for listening and for um, voting. And big shout out to Kelly for not only coming in a very close second place, but also for thinking of the whole idea. Yes, absolutely. And and thank you for uh, campaigning, Kelly, for your for your slots in the uh, on the podium. Uh, it was definitely hard fought. In fact, I'm I'm still a little surprised that I'm even the winner of the draft because I thought for sure Kelly had it. Everything that I was it seeing was super going by, everybody was voting for Kelly. So I'm actually very shocked that uh, that I'm here. So like we're recording this little bit the day before this episode comes out. I wanted to give as much time as we could for voting. And I did my tally this morning and even like right before we got on Zoom to do this, I mm-hmm. double checked everywhere and we got an additional few tallies in. So I was like, all right, let me add those in as well. But yeah, it was super close. Uh, the rest of us were not as close to you two, <laughs> but we did well. We did well. Yes. Look, everybody had excellent drafts. And yeah. honestly, when when you're talking about ranking or or choosing great Kellyokis, I mean, we left so many on the table because there's just that many great ones to choose from. And I and I wish I could remember who said it. You might remember, Pam. Somebody recommended that maybe the next time we do a Kellyoki draft, that instead of getting to choose from all of the seasons, maybe we pick one season. That yeah. way we narrow down the Kellyokis to just that, you know, 180 or so performances so that we we tighten it up just a little bit. You have to be a little more selective with your choices. And one person can't necessarily run away with a lot of the really, really big ones from the entirety of the seasons. Um, It was an idea from our listener named Christy, who Mm -hmm. recommended this on Facebook. And I think that's a really good idea. So going forward, maybe we'll do like a season one specific, season two specific. And um, this was our our trial run. (laughs) Yes. And I think it was a successful trial run as well. We had a good time. Uh, It was the most people we've had to do a draft all at once. So uh, we really enjoyed ourselves. So, yeah. So, once again, thank you to everybody who listened to that episode, everybody who voted, and, of course, to all of our participants for being a part of our Kellyoki draft, the inaugural Kellyoki draft. All right, Pam, lots to do today to talk about the holiday season. Are we ready to get into it? Let's get started. Yeah. Should we start with the two very easy ones, and that would be the TV specials? Yeah. All right. Absolutely. All right. So, let's start off with the first one that she did uh Back in 2016, 13 13. 13 is what I said. (laughs) (laughs) Off to a great start. Yes. Uh, Yeah. yeah, 2013's Cautionary Christmas Tale. And this is the uh, special that aired in order to promote Wrapped in Red, Kelly's first Christmas album. And I I have enjoyment and I have sort of eye rolling when it comes to this special in general. Really? Yeah, because and and I think we're you know we're going to talk about a lot of individual performances down the road of this show, but I think you know to start off when we talk about the two holiday specials, we'll kind of talk about them both individual performances and the specials as a whole. Um, when I think about the cautionary Christmas tale special, I think, and I feel bad saying this, the one word that comes to mind is hokey. It is super hokey. It's super cheesy, but that's not necessarily in a bad way because the holiday season is supposed to be a little more like cheesy and and schmaltzy and, and, well, hokey. So 
it's okay to have these kind of weird, silly Christmas specials. And this one definitely has its fair share with the goofy skits and the Blake Shelton of it all dressed as an elf and just the the silly sketches that go on in between the performances. It's it's cute. It's fun. Uh, but for me, it's the it's the performances that really make the show. Yeah, I think I was just so happy when, you know, 2013 was like way before The Voice and obviously way before the uh, talk show. So it was really special for us to actually get a special. Mm-hmm. That sounded a little strange saying that out loud. <laughs> um, but no, it really was like that was so not something that she had ever done, like a full hour or so of just like her dedicated to like primetime NBC. Yeah. Like that was a pretty big deal. So I think I was just really proud of that. I mean, super cheesy, but I'm like, you know what? It is what it is. Like you got Robin Williams on that. Like, yeah. Kelly. Yeah. So I get it. It's stuff. I mean, if she were to do that now, a little bit different, but we're talking, this was almost a decade ago. Mm -hmm. How crazy is that? Yeah. That's, uh, it's hard to believe that that's been almost 10 years now since that particular special. That's, that's wow. Um, yeah. All right, so Pam, let's talk a little bit about the uh, different performances that happened during the special. Yeah, um, one of my favorites from this is uh, Silent Night. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the most well-known ones from this special because they ended up turning that performance into the like, quote-unquote, official music video for the Silent Night. So it's her doing three-part harmonies with Trish Yearwood and Reba. And it's beautiful. It mm-hmm. sounds a lot like the album. And is that all acapella? I believe it is. I, I haven't just like I haven't watched it in years. I can't remember. But like it just the performance just you know, it's you're really focusing on the vocals. Mm-hmm. And, and I know I say that a lot, but like it's I love that. I love when you have to like sit and listen. Rather than like I you know, I do love all the bells and whistles sometimes, but it's also really cool on the flip side to listen to just the singing. Yeah. And I don't know, you get two huge, crazy country superstars with Kelly. Like it just elevates her even more. Yeah, I mean, definitely having a lot of those big names on the special really lent uh some star power to the show, especially because again, this was Kelly's very first sort of primetime special. It was kind of the first time that she really had the spotlight on her on TV since the idol days. Um, yeah, sure, she had done TV performances, you know, dozens and dozens of them since then. But this was all about her for an hour on yeah. primetime TV and something that they re-ran. Uh, I think they re-ran it later that holiday season, closer to Christmas. And then I think I know for a fact they reran it at least once the next year, kind of like what they're doing with the when Christmas comes around special. They ran it because uh, I remember it premiered really early. It was like in yeah. either early or like late November, early December, because that way it gave them plenty of time to rerun the special later in December, closer to Christmas. And then they're going to or by the time you're hearing this, it will have re-aired uh, late November. Maybe they'll re-air it one more time. I don't know. Really? I it's possible. No, are they? They're re-airing it this year. Oh yeah, yeah, they re-aired it this year on November thirtieth. Oh yeah. Awesome. So yeah, NBC is getting their money's worth out of that special. They're gonna they're gonna get some more uh, prime time out of it. So uh, yeah, so by the time you're hearing this episode, uh, it will have already re-aired. However, there is always a chance because they aired it so early this year that it could re-air one more time. I would. 
doubt that they're going to air it again next year because, again, if you're following the formula of what they did with Cautionary Christmas Tale, they only aired it for two years before they kind of shut it down. Um, it also kind of made sense to to not air it again. And I don't remember the timeline, so you'll have to forgive me. But um, with Robin Williams passing away, it was a little it would be a little weird to re-air the Cautionary Christmas special. Um, but suffice it to say that there's going to be, you know, newer material. NBC is going to have different artists that they're going to trot out and, you know, make Christmas specials for, uh, by the time, you know, next holiday season rolls around. So I would not anticipate the when Christmas comes around special to re-air next year. They're probably going to get two years out of it and call it good. Um, going back to the cautionary Christmas tale, I think that, I mean, look, the, the performance of underneath the tree, uh, that sort of closes out the whole show. Mm-hmm. I think that's sort of the big number of the show. That was yes. the single at the time. And it really is. I mean, it's it's a great performance. It's a it's a really fun performance of the song. And they capture the wall of sound. You know, we sort of talk about this a little bit, uh, both just with us and also with people like Aben and Jason, where it's just this massive sounding song behind her vocals. And they did a really good job of getting and capturing that in the special. Yeah. And this was also um, another example of them using this specific performance as the official music video. Right. So it was just this and silent night. I'm pretty sure the only two from that special that like kind of went out like sort of commercially and like, Hey, here's the promo video that went with it. So really good. Yeah. Um, I have another just special shout out for another performance from the special, which is, um, White Christmas. Mm-hmm. And it was one of the ones that wasn't uh, on stage because for those of you who aren't aware, I believe they sold tickets to the actual performance part. Mm-hmm. It was at the Venetian in Vegas. So people were actually able to go. I think you can even buy like a meet and greet package back in the day for it. But then obviously there was a lot of skits that were done way, you know, separately. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was one of them. This was White Christmas. So, um, it's just really cute and you know, I don't really remember the whole storyline, but it was like a very pivotal moment in Kelly's storyline there. And she just sings it very effortlessly. Um, pretty sure it's just her and a piano. And yeah. Just a bunch of people like watching her. So nothing no crazy reason. I just find it very pretty. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a beautiful performance of that particular song. And and yeah, I I, I didn't realize that it was at the Venetian. I always I thought it was like somewhere in Nashville or something. So You've, mm-hmm. You taught me something today about uh, where that was filmed. Yeah, one of my friends actually um, went there and saw it. I was like, oh, my God, that's so cool. <laughs> so shout out to Kat if you're listening. Nice. Um, it was, yeah, I loved it. Do you have any more? I mean, it's really hard, this and the and the When Christmas Comes Around special, which we'll talk about next. It was very difficult to like only narrow down a couple of performances because mm-hmm. I really like them all. Yeah, it's very and, hard. And uh, one other little note, uh, which we've talked about before on the show about the cautionary Christmas tale. There was a special edition of Wrapped in Red, the album that came out that was only available in Walmart stores, and it came with a DVD of the cautionary Christmas tale yep. uh, special, which you own. I have I been I've been trying to track down this CD DVD combo ever since I learned of its existence. Uh, so <laughs> I'm still on the hunt. I probably go on eBay maybe once a month oh and I God. and I do a search for Wrapped in Red and I go through every single listing of the Wrapped in Red album, hoping that I'm going to come across the version that has the CD and the DVD because it's a relatively rare find. 
Uh, so I, it, I it, didn't yeah. realize it when I bought it. Like I bought it just because like, as many of you know, I love just having everything in every format and every color because mm-hmm. I'm crazy. Yeah. And this was an example of that. I was just like, okay, like, sure, I'll get the deluxe version because I just, that's my problem. I get the deluxe <laughs> versions of everything. They take my money. They're smart. Um, so I just got it. I didn't realize, like, you, I don't even know if there was, like, a limited press thing. Like, I have no idea. But if anyone out there doesn't want theirs anymore, sell it to Jeremy. <laughs> I'll buy it. You will, you will buy Absolutely, it. Absolutely, yeah. Okay, uh, so let's move on to the next holiday special, which just came out uh, in 2021. It was called Kelly Clarkson Presents When Christmas Comes Around. And obviously, this one was to promote the new Christmas album at the time. Uh, this one has a decidedly different tone yeah. and vibe around it. Of course, we're still pretty pandemic-y at the time. So there is no live studio audience like we saw in the Cautionary Christmas Tales special. We've just got Kelly and the band set up in a sound stage, and you've kind of got um, some stuff. Well, we found out later when Kelly did the sort of TikTok kickoff to the holidays. Uh, was was that that wasn't the same night? It was the night before or something that they did that before the special. Do you remember Pam? Oh God, I don't remember timeline wise. Yeah, no idea. But I remember that the the TikTok special that she did. It was like a half hour thing on TikTok. Yeah, uh, with Jesse. Yeah, with Jesse and the rest of the background vocalists. They were on like a little kitchen set, and they were all in there like wrapping gifts and playing with food and doing that sort of thing. And then they walk out into this big sound stage, and then the whole band is out there, and then they do some songs or they did a song for the uh, for the TikTok performance. Uh, but the the special itself. Much, much more subdued, obviously, for several reasons. One, there's no live audience. Two, the material itself doesn't exactly lend itself to a hooting and hollering uh, studio audience. (laughs) No, I think the only song that overlapped was Underneath the Tree, just because, like, that's her signature Christmas song. Yeah. So viewers who didn't know the uh, new stuff were like, okay, I recognize this one. Um, yeah, very different vibe. No skits, no nothing, just like very glam performances. Yeah. And there were some conversations with some of the, uh, with the, uh, the performers that came out with her. Cause you know, the, she had, again, some nice guests, uh, with Ariana Grande, Brett Eldridge, uh, Leslie Odom Jr. came out and did a really, really pretty performance of Oh Holy Night. Uh, but I think that the performance that most people take away from the special is the Ariana Grande. Yes. Vocal gymnastics. It has over like 8 million views on YouTube, which mm-hmm. is so exciting. I'm so happy. Um, yeah, it's just one of the, it's, I think it's like one of the few, if only performances that they've done. Might be the only one. It may be. Yeah. Um, Cause I think that was yeah. the first time they performed it together was, was for the special. Yeah. Um, it's just so good. I don't really know what else to say. It's, you know, you hear the studio version and you're like, oh my God, it's incredible. We learned from Jason that there were like over 60 layers in, you know, like 60 like tracks yeah. within the file. And I'm like, oh of my just God. Vocals. Have, just, just vocals. Just vocals. Um, And then just to hear it live, you're like, oh my God, it's a whole other beast. Yeah. It's and, so good. And especially this year with the song officially becoming the second single from the album. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to get a lot more publicity. You're going to hear it on holiday radio stations this year. I've already heard it uh, on Sirius at least once. And uh, my, my station isn't necessarily, we have a Christmas station here where I live. And we're actually, we actually just started playing Christmas Isn't Canceled this year. 
Uh, so I don't know if we're going to get to Santa. Can't you hear me? Maybe one of our pop stations when it gets closer to the holidays, when they're they're not playing all Christmas, they might throw that in there just because Kelly and Ariana are relevant artists for them. But you are going to see a lot more. And I wouldn't be surprised if they sort of push the video from the holiday special. They might push that a little bit more. Um, but yeah, ultimately, that's the performance that I remember the most. Um, you know, and, and I'll talk a little bit more about uh, Kelly and Brett's uh, duet from another performance that they did mm, uh, in a little yeah. bit. But um, for the most part, I mean, yeah, she she does, like you said, the one tune from Wrapped in Red. And then she did, you know, half a dozen songs from When Christmas Comes Around. It's a nice special. Um, I don't really see a, a great reason to air it past this year. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it they'll, they'll get their mileage out of it for, uh, as far as NBC is concerned. I really like the Brett Eldridge duet on here. I feel like you didn't love this version. I feel like we spoke about this last year. You know, because I've talked a lot of times about how Glow sort of took a little while to grow on me. Same. I was always sort of just met on the the Brett Eldridge uh duet um and and we got that earlier I mean that was sort of added That was a 2020 thing. Yeah, that was that was added to sort of the the bonus tracks on the album. Uh and so it was released on its own and I was just like, okay, and maybe it's because I'm just not a huge, you know, Brett Eldridge fan. I don't know a lot of his material, so I I, I mean he's got a great voice, he's an excellent like baritone. I mean, he sounds really really good. Um, but I don't know that just, it, it didn't do much for me at the time, but as the, as the time has gone by and I've listened to the song a lot more, and especially when I hear live performances of it, it really does elevate the song a little bit more for me. And unless you have anything else to talk about, about the Christmas special, I do want to go on and talk about the other performance of this song that uh, is out there that I really, really liked. I want to give a special shout out. Well, so going back, I do love the Brett Eldridge performance specifically. It's very stripped down and cozy. And I just, I I just, I love it. I feel like I would just love to be a fly on the wall in that room. But the one I really want to give a shout out to from the One Christmas Comes Around special is Merry Christmas to the one I used to know. Yes. Because, oh my gosh. So beautiful performance as we all expected. But the very end, it tugs on your heartstrings. Mm-hmm. Because you realize she's having a very difficult time finishing the song, and at the very end, she has to turn around mm-hmm. and just, you learn, I forgot how we found out, that she, like, ended up crying. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God, I want to give you a hug. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but it's just, it makes it for, like, it's just so authentic, and I think that made for a really stellar performance. Yeah. a be- That's a beautiful performance and a beautiful song, too. Yeah. All right, so those are the two TV specials, um, and I alluded to it here a second ago. There is another version of Under the Mistletoe that's out there. Uh, Kelly and Brett did it for um, what was then known as Radio.com. It's now Odyssey. Uh, they're one of the big uh, radio conglomerates out there. They did an acoustic Christmas and she and Brett get together and did a duet of this song. Uh, they both they released it both on it was on radio. And then there's also like a there's a YouTube video, I believe, uh, floating around out there. But uh, either way, like the band is all in like tuxedos and Brett's in a tuxedo. Kelly's looking stellar as always. And for some reason, I don't know if it's just because it's a live performance and it's not the sort of polished studio version but I really like this song when it's performed live as a duet with the two of them. Because originally, 
when I heard that Kelly was going to be a part of this special, I thought, oh, interesting. And she comes out, she starts singing the song. I'm like, is she going to do this by herself? Because they didn't really announce that Brett was going to be a part of her performance. And so I'm thinking, oh, wow, this is going to be a really rare performance of this song without Brett in it. And here he comes uh, walking out. And there was just something, there was a little something different about the sort of rawness of the song without it being in the comforts and the the cleanliness of the studio. It actually made me like the song a lot more. So, they have a lot of good chemistry. They do. They do, yeah. And they sound really good together. Um, you know, they they make a good pair uh, as duet partners. So I actually have to say that that performance in particular really made me like the song a lot more. Yeah, that's. I don't remember. I can see it in front of me, but I don't remember that specific performance in terms of the actual performance. So I need to go back and watch that. But yeah. I know exactly the setting. I can see it yep. in front of me. Nice pick. Thanks. Um, I am going to go way back in the day to 2003. Um, to this is one like I very much forgot about. So I think Seth posted this on the KC Vault YouTube page. So shout out to Seth. The 2003 Rockefeller Center Christmas tree lighting. She performed Oh Holy Night. Yes. And I think I've I've definitely mentioned before like one of my favorite Christmas songs from her. Um, you know, for those who aren't aware, um, they released a Idols Christmas album with some Idol alums, mm-hmm. and this was this one of the songs that was on there was her performance of Oh Holy Night. It's entirely a cappella, and she did it a cappella as well on the special, and it sounds just like the album, mm-hmm. but it was live. So it's really just literally her and a choir. There's no piano, there's no guitar, there's nothing. It's just the vocals, and I'm such a sucker for. You know, not like, you know, acapella groups, not like a pitch perfect on acapella. It's like, <laughs> I don't want to say gospel, but it seems very gospel yeah. feeling. Sure. Um, and oh God, I love that. Oh my God, it's so good. Um, for those of you who haven't, because I know she also did A Holy Night with um, Leslie Odom Jr., I think, on the Christmas special last year. Yep. Which was good. It's funny. She had no, she was like, oh, this is the first time I've ever sung this. I'm like, ma'am, no, it's not. <laughs> You have a whole like, ass album that has this on it. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, Kelly. Um, and that version was good. It was very good. But this is, I find, way superior. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I have a very soft spot for those first two holiday songs that she released because, uh, like you said, that American Idol album had it was it was made during. Um, I want to say it was made during Ruben and Clay's year. Is there, are there other, there's, are there first season idol people on there as well? I don't, I don't, I, the CD's behind me, but I didn't want to, you know, be rude and walk away from the microphone and grab it. But I don't know. I want to say yes. Maybe like a Tamira or Justin. Yeah. I can look on, is that on Spotify? Let me look. It might be. But either way, the only two songs that Kelly contributes to the album are actually on a bonus disc. If you've ever found this album before, I mean, a lot of people sort of have the, the MP3 that was, you know, sent from somebody who sent it to somebody else and the it sort of just found its way to you. But if you had the original album, it was on this bonus disc inside and it was complete this snowflake, right? Yeah. And it was like it was back when they were doing weird stuff with CDs, like they didn't extend the like CD all the way to the edge and some CD players couldn't play it. It was really yeah. awkward. But either way, you know, there was nothing that she did that was on the main CD that was just on this bonus CD. And so it was uh, Oh Holy Night and My Grown Up Christmas List. 
And I actually want to stay here in 2003 for my next choice because that is my next choice is her performance on the American Idol Christmas special. That's on my list. Yeah. Yay. So she does uh, an American Idol Christmas special in 2003 and like... Clay, I think Clay and Ruben like hosted it hosted or they, it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and so she comes back and she does my grown up Christmas list on this special, and this is still one of my favorite Kelly Christmas songs of all time. Um, and I will preface that it, this version is my favorite version. I am not as big of a fan of the version that she did for Pentatonix's uh, Christmas album. Agreed. I'm I'm fine that she did it. I'm fine that she was on it. It's a nice song, but her version still to this day is superior for me. And I love the fact that my local Christmas station plays both Oh Holy Night and my grown up Christmas list every year. And I still, every time I I hear those first notes of the song, I stop what I'm doing, turn up the radio and listen to it because it is still such a a fantastic version of this song. And there's, a, you know, like around the holiday season, like there's an Amy Grant version that gets played yeah. a lot uh, on the radio and uh, maybe a couple of others. But but for me, Kelly's version is one of the best. And this was a really, really cute performance. This is one of those ones that I completely forgot about. I forgot that Idol, you know, started to really go for the money grabs early on. Uh, starting in the second season with this special Christmas episode. Uh, so I love this performance. Anytime she performs this song, I'm all for it. I wouldn't actually be mad if she brought it back and did more performances of it. Yeah, I same thing. I completely forgot this performance existed. And I love that like people were like screaming throughout it. Not mm-hmm. only not when she took a break, like, they were just continuously screaming. We'll post a video. Um, but uh I have to admit, this is one of those songs that I forget she does all the time. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are probably in a similar boat because I think Oh Holy Night, if you're going to take those two in particular, I think Oh Holy Night, she's known for it a bit more. Mm-hmm. But it's, yeah, my grown up Christmas list is so good. Now, I just went on Spotify as you were talking and um, it the, the Idol Christmas album I don't think is up on Spotify. But I also forgot she also did Oh Holy Night for that like netflix movie do you have any memory of this like that animated um home for the holidays it was like when, when not was really she voiced a character i think it was with like john ralphio from parks and rec i think was in it do you, it was from 2017 it's a cartoon she's a i, I vaguely I remember this yeah i think i watched it once just because it was on netflix but um I, you know, that's another one that Kelly also forgot she did. I'm like, you know, you've sung A Holy Night many <laughs> times before 2021. I just went and grabbed the CD. And yes, uh, there are people from both uh, the first and second season on here. Justin Guarini, Christina Christian, friend of the podcast is on here. Uh, Tamira is on there as well. And then you've got, you know, Ruben and Clay and Kimberly Locke. God, I forgot about Kimberly Locke. Eighth World Wonder. That's right. Um, and then there's a couple of ensemble songs. And yes, then there is the bonus disc that is just uh, Kelly's songs. And I wouldn't be surprised yeah. uh, to not see those on uh, the streaming services. I haven't checked uh, Apple Music at all to see if it's on there. But yeah, if you've, you can track down the CD, it's worth having. That's for sure. So wait, so there are no... Kelly songs on the main CD. No Kelly on the main album. It's got 10 songs what? plus a two song bonus disc. That's so dumb. 
Yeah, it's weird. And it's not like they couldn't fit the songs on there. These are Christmas yeah. songs. They're all super short. And it, it's a CD. It's not like you have to have like, you know, like a, a vinyl where it has to be even-ish on both sides. Yeah. Weird. Weird, weird, weird. All right. Um, I'm going to totally veered in a different direction. Okay. Um, I'm going to go to Miracle on Broadway. So those of you who might be newer, newer fans, um, 2014 and 2016, Kelly did this, did these big Christmas spectacular shows at Bridgestone Arena in Nashville. Um, and basically she brought out a bunch of her friends who were singers to, to perform with her. It was both, both years were predominantly other country artists, but they would, they, you know, the first year they also had Casey Musgraves, they had Megan Trainer, they had Haley Williams. So they, they did get some pop names in there as well. But one of my favorite performances, and I know we've already spoken about the song so far in this episode, but yeah. I was very fortunate to go and I saw, and you, I heard Silent Night live with Reba and with Trisha. Yeah. And just hearing that live, is a whole different ball game because I don't know if they were in the studio. I don't know if they recorded this all together. If they all did like separate tracking, I don't really know what the process is. And even when you watch it on TV, it's really good, but it's a whole different beast. When you see it in person, you see them doing the three part harmonies. It's just, and they did it all acapella and you're just, I'm just like, I could just couldn't stop watching. I was just yeah. like, mesmerized by it. So it's on YouTube not the best video, but the audio is good, and that's all that really matters. <laughs> it's just so good. Oh, my gosh. I would love for her to do them again. I don't know if it's going to happen. Probably not. But they were really fun, and I wish you went. I wish you were able to go. I know. That's one of my big regrets is that I never went to, um, to the Miracle on Broadway shows because they sound like they really, really are some pretty special performances. I mean, those are... Um, those are the stories are told about those from fans uh, still to this day. And man, I'm bummed that I didn't get a chance. It's, to go. it's such a hard time of year, though, because like, you know, the first one, I think, was just a few days before Christmas, like less than a week b- before Christmas. And like people are traveling people, if they're saving up to travel to see their families or whatever, it's like a very difficult time to like, I'm going to take a vacation to Nashville, you know, so it's it's hard for a lot of people. Um, yeah. I also want to give a shout out. To she didn't sing on this, but um, that for that same year in 2014, they did um, uh, Carol the Bells. Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Oh my god, so insane to hear live! It sounded like the Trans Siberian Orchestra, but it was the Kelly Clarkson band with friends. <laughs> so good. Look it up, guys. It's fantastic. Absolutely. All right, so I'm going to go to sort of a maybe a fringe choice here. Uh, because when throughout Kelly's career, she went a really long span where she didn't do Christmas music. I mean, she did uh, Oh Holy Night and Grown Up Christmas List very early on in like 2003. And then we didn't get any more officially released Christmas music from Kelly until pretty much like the stronger era. So we went yeah. nearly 10 years without getting any sort of recorded Christmas music. Not that that's, you know, remarkable by any stretch. I mean, artists, you know, only sparingly usually, unless they become a Christmas artist, Pentatonix, uh, <laughs> they they normally don't do Christmas stuff all that much. But 
it wasn't until the stronger era that we got uh, the I'll Be Home for Christmas uh, released uh, as a single. And I believe it was exclusively released on iTunes, but I think it might be more widely available now, especially now that, yeah. you know, it's on other albums. But she did do a performance of that on uh, KDWB's uh, Jingle Ball. And KDWB is a big uh, pop station in the Twin Cities. And it's a really cool performance. I don't know what it is about this that I like so much. But for some reason, this performance of the song is really, really good. And so not to say that it's like the definitive version of the song per se, but I just love the fact that she did this song for like a radio special. And I don't know. It's I'm a sucker for this song. This It's one of the few Christmas songs that I've gotten to see her perform in concert before. So I'm putting it on my list of ones that I think that people should seek out just because it is such a cute performance. Um, and, you know, we, we keep referencing our buddy Seth uh, over the KC vault. Uh, if you haven't joined up on his YouTube channel, it's fantastic. I think he uh, actually just recently put this up because I remember the, I remember the performance. I did a Google search for it. I found out it was from like 2011, which is around the time, uh, obviously, of the Stronger Era. So she was uh, performing it around that time. And it's a rarer, a rarer, more rare performance because there is a verse that is actually at the beginning of the song that is rarely sung by many people who sing the song. If you know the song, it starts off, I'll be home for Christmas, you can count on me. But there's actually like four like four lines at the beginning of it that are not often sung, which is really weird. Like really? It, it starts, yeah, the song actually starts off, I'm dreaming tonight of a place I love even more than I usually do. And although I know it's a long road back, I promise you, I'll be home for Christmas, you can count on me. Really? Yeah, and this is one of the few times I've ever heard her sing this version of it. Because the recording, the, the album's not like that. No, the album version yeah, isn't like yeah. that. The version she performed uh, on the, I think, was it the All I Ever Wanted tour? It was the, it was the, the finale of the All I Ever yeah. Wanted tour. Uh, she didn't perform it that way either. So this is one of the few times I've ever heard her sing this version of the song, and that's one of the reasons why I sort of thought it was a little more unique, and I wanted to put it on our list. I have no idea what this is. So I, I mean. I may have seen it once in 2011. Yeah. I have no idea, but like I said, I think I think Seth recently put it up on the KC Vault. So give it a look if you give it a chance. Totally. Um, my next pick is from also from 2011. It was from uh, Z100's Jingle Ball in New York, and it was her and Demi Lovato performing "Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas." Oh wow. Um. Yeah, I kind of forgot about this. I actually was there, but I think I've mentioned this before. This was when um, Jingle Ball, you know, for those of you who don't know, I mean, Jingle Ball now is like kind of a um, iHeartRadio like just owns all of Jingle Ball, whereas yeah. I feel like in the past, each market and each station would kind of curate their own lineup mm -hmm. and promote it as theirs. And now it's just like the iHeartRadio Jingle Ball tour. It's very different now. Yeah. Um, but you know, 10 years ago it wasn't. So, um, I was very excited that Kelly was doing the New York show. It was so expensive. And it, it, the, the, the thing is she only performed like five or six songs. So like, I'm not, 
buying like a full crazy ticket to hear her sing for 20 minutes. Yeah. So your girl <laughs> is really dumb. And I bought it. They, they opened up. It was a full arena. They opened up because, you know, like a lot of times in, in the arena, they'll like close off certain sections. I sat behind the stage, <laughs> which I would never do now. I'm, it was just the dumbest thing ever, but I wanted to go anyway. So I saw this on a screen. I mean, I was in the room, but I didn't, you know, it was a little hard to watch, but yeah, I'm going way off, off course right now. Um, it was just really, really cute and really full circle because, I mean, that was the first time they've sung together. Um, yeah. And, you know, a lot of fans knew Demi and like the whole, you know, Demi Kellyoki thing that happened when she performed The Trouble of Love was only five years prior. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem, you know, it's it seems like it was way further apart, but it was only five years before that. So it was very cool to see like her realities coming true and she got to sing with with Kelly and it's a really special performance. So uh, it's not like the best performance in the world, but it's just special knowing that like Demi really looks up to Kelly. Yeah. I love that. Nice choice. Yeah. Thanks. All right. Um, Man, there's I have a lot of really random performances. Uh, one that I just remembered, though, is because we you mentioned something about the the album that sparked another memory in me is that, you know, we have Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree is on When Christmas Comes Around. But did you know that's not the first time that Kelly has performed that song? In fact, she performed it over 10 years ago. In fact, it, God, it's may even been longer than that. I'm trying to remember exactly the year. But Pam, do you remember the first time she sang "Rocking Around the Christmas Tree"? I think so, and that's it's actually that's my last one on my list that I have. Oh, it is. So basically, on in two thousand three, um, one of the times Kelly was on this TV show called American Dreams, mm-hmm. and she was kind of like cosplaying. I guess she was playing <laughs> Brenda Lee. Yeah, and it's like a very short clip. It's about a minute and a half at most, but they like intersperse clips, like scenes from the show, and you kind of hear the performance. But she's dressed up as Brenda performing "Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree." So I was like, yeah. it's kind of a stretch for me to include this on the list. Yeah, but I'm I going just, to because it's fun. It's the second of two times that she performs as Brenda Lee on the show. They had her on yes. uh, earlier in the, uh, I believe, either in the same season or in the previous season. It was only a two season show. But they brought her back for the this Christmas episode, and they have her perform as Brenda Lee, and she's performing on American Bandstand. And yeah, like I sweet just nothings or something. Yeah, yeah, and something I like just that. it it makes me laugh every time I I think about it or or happen upon it on YouTube. It gets recommended to me for some reason, uh, maybe because I watch a lot of Kelly Clarkson videos. But either way, wow, what, uh, a, sh- it, what a shocker! <laughs> weird, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so I, I wanted to throw an honorable mention out there for that one. It wasn't on my actual list, but it was something I just remembered and thought of. So I'm glad that you actually had it as a sort of an honorable mention on yours as well. Yeah. So what? Which performance of that were you going to talk about? Well, I was going to say I was going to mention the American Dreams performance because oh, okay. I know we got rocking around the Christmas tree on when Christmas comes around, and when we got that version, it instantly reminded me of her as you say, cosplaying uh, Brenda Lee back in like 2003, 2004. I wonder if she has any memory of doing that. She couldn't remember that she did a holy night around that time of That's uh, her true. career. So I doubt it. That's true. You never know. Uh, Jason, like, oh, yeah. if you're listening. Yeah. Jason, Reminder. if you're listening. <laughs> Reminder. <laughs> um, I have nothing else on my list. I you have didn't nothing do else on your list? Apparently. Okay, I've I mean, got I a few more. more. I mean, 
I didn't want to go too crazy. Well, uh, I have a few more here that I want to throw out. Um, uh, one of them is, uh, I mean, we've talked about Underneath the Tree already, but there was another performance of Underneath the Tree on a show that she wasn't a part of quite yet, but we, she would eventually get there about nine oh. seasons later. Uh, and that was uh, when she was on season five of The Voice. Uh, she came Jeez. on to perform uh, Underneath the Tree. And this is a wild performance. First of all, this is the season it was Blake and Adam, Christina Aguilera, and CeeLo Green. And okay. I think this is the year that CeeLo and Christina came back after, like, I don't know if it was like Shakira and Usher or somebody replaced them. I don't remember all the judges, but either way. Uh, they had like, you know, an episode that was around the holiday season. Kelly comes on to perform uh, underneath the tree. She's got the whole band with her. And for I, I think I can probably count on one hand how many Kelly Clarkson performers include backup dancers. Yes. And this is and this is one of them. <laughs> she always does these on talent shows like the yeah. Miss Independent Backup Singers on American Idol. It almost makes me wonder if, like, the producers insist on having backup dancers. Like, hey, there's not enough going on to keep the audience interested. Like, throw some dancers on the stage. And she's like, all right, whatever. <laughs> but either way, she comes out. She does Underneath the Tree. And then for no reason, there are backup dancers. Uh, men and women dressed in holiday, you know, gear and whatnot. What about this. They all go out there and they dance along with Kelly singing the song and she's having fun with them, you know, and smiling. Of course, she's she's promoting Wrapped in Red. So she's in you know that red dress that she wore for nearly every performance that she did. And then at one point near the end of the song, the dancers all leave the stage as she's getting ready to kind of go into that crescendo of the last chorus. And they come back out and they all have (laughs) presents and they start handing out presents to the audience in like one Dancer walks up to Blake and she's got a little glimmery bag and she blows him a kiss. And it was just so weird with the dancers, (laughs) backup dancers on a Christmas song. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's underneath the tree. So if there's any song that's going to have backup dancers, it should be this one, I suppose. But it was just so weird. The performance is is wonderful, as as you would expect. But just the, the performance going on around her. Just still uh, makes me laugh every time I uh, I run across that video. Uh, another one that I want to give a shout out for is back to the When Christmas Comes Around era is, uh, you know, we, we didn't get one of the, I guess, one of the more fan favorite songs in the album. We didn't get it in the special, and that was Blessed. However, yeah. they did perform it, and they did record a performance of it and they actually used it on the tonight show while they were oh my god i forgot about this yeah while they were glad you brought it up yeah while they were promoting the when christmas comes around special uh they had jimmy fallon do i mean it was a youtube only i don't even think they played it on tv um i think it was just a youtube exclusive through the tonight show and it's a performance of Blessed on the When Christmas Comes Around soundstage. Uh, Kelly is surrounded by an absolute obscene amount of candles. And she performs Blessed. And it is a gorgeous performance of the song. I'm thinking it was an online-only exclusive that wasn't included in the special, but maybe was recorded for the special. Because Kelly doesn't do any kind of like, thanks, Jimmy, or, you know, hey, Jimmy, right. or anything like that. She just goes right into the song. So I'm wondering if maybe they recorded it for the special, maybe thought it was, you know, too down tempo. There's too much down tempo stuff. We want to maybe cut it a little bit. 
And so they kept the performance and maybe they gave it to The Tonight Show as like an online exclusive. Okay, guys, I'm realizing I didn't do all of my homework and I'm like stressing because I also like forgot that she just done a bunch of stuff on The Kelly Clarkson Show. And I'm like, oh, oh my yeah. God, how do I have not? Yeah, I, I'm aware of this. I'm like, oh no, I forgot. So Jeremy's <laughs> just going to talk the rest of this episode. Oh, no, no. We'll, we'll <laughs> no, bring you in for, we'll bring we'll you bring in, for in some, uh, for some color From commentary. Commentary. Yeah. Yes. All right. Uh, so yes, I love that. And, and it's so rare, like performances of blessed, let alone performances of stuff from when Christmas comes around, but performances of blessed are very rare. In fact, I don't even know if there are any she others. Did it on, she did it on the talk show, but I think that's yeah. it. Yeah. That, and that's it. And you know, for again, what we've, we've sort of realized in our conversations with other fans and what people like Jason have heard from fans is that it is a really, really well-liked song but it's very rarely performed, which, you know, again, kind of makes it the it's a beast. The, yeah, it's it's the sober of this, you know, decade of her career. All right. A um, couple more that I have here. An- another really interesting, strange. Um, I don't know if you remember, Pam, there was a special back a TV special back in 2004. It wasn't necessarily an American Idol special, but it was more branded around the first three winners it was called home for christmas 2004 it was i think it was actually called it was hosted by ryan right it might have been yeah but it was called kelly rubin and fantasia home for christmas 2004 the one that i'm bringing up is i believe is the song that was the first song they sang in the show and oddly enough it's called every time christmas comes around uh but it but it's the three of them it's kelly rubin stuttered and fantasia barino and it was just Jeez. so wild to see the three of them performing together. I forgot about this special. I was thinking of Jesus. What a what is it? What a uh, oh what a wonderful child. I mm-hmm. did not know that title. Sorry. Um, <laughs> and I just remember they were just like wailing on that, and they go back yeah. and forth, and it's really funny. I got to say, I don't hate the three of their voices together. No. I mean, this is you know this is right after Fantasia won uh, the third season of Idol. You know, Ruben. Uh, has come out with his first album after winning the second season. Uh, this is uh, this is like breakaway era Kelly. So this is like December yeah, 2004. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is like since you've been gone is you know just been out on the radio, and so she's got the like the since you've been gone look kind of going. She's got the like kind of really really wavy hair, real thick eyeliner. Uh, she looks incredible. Uh, yeah, it's it's just so funny to see the three of them perform, and just the fact that the song is called "Every Time Christmas Comes Around." Just the it. I know the uh, the foreshadowing the irony. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, uh, let's see. Kelly did a performance in 2016 before she became all encompassed by NBC, and she was they were they they kind of took her under their wing and said, you're ours. You're going to only perform for us. Uh, She did do a performance for ABC live at Disney World. And this was for the Disney Parks Magical Christmas Celebration in 2016. Uh, She did two... She did two... Yeah, I would pick this one. Uh, She did two separate (laughs) performances. Uh, She did one at Magic Kingdom in front of Cinderella Castle. And then she did another one in the weirdest spot. She did it at Epcot... In front of Mission Space, which is not a really... What does that mean? Mission Space is just... It's one of the attractions at Epcot. It's like a space ride. But... And it has like, you know, kind of a neat 
sign out front of it, but it's nothing like it's nothing scenic. Like it's not the Epcot ball that everybody knows, which she would judging by where she was performing, she was looking right at the Epcot ball, but they're shooting the opposite direction. But either way, yeah, it's a it's a weird thing. But at uh, at Magic Kingdom, she does a performance of I'll Be Home for Christmas. And again, I know I already mentioned this song one time in the show, but uh, it's a really cute performance. And I maybe it's just the, the the Disney adult in me that really loves it because she's standing there in front of Cinderella Castle singing I'll Be Home for Christmas. Um, the, the She does Underneath the Tree at Epcot uh, in front of Mission Space. Again, a really weird place to do. Have you and Rob uh, spoken about have you and Rob spoken about the absurdity of that? No, I don't think we have, but I'm sure that we can get that conversation going in our text chain and yes. bore you to death. <laughs> yeah, I'll be like, all right, bye, bye guys, see you in one hour. <laughs> Pam has left the chat. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a it's a cute performance of uh, underneath the or excuse me of uh, I'll be home for Christmas. It's really funny because it's a performance that's done at Disney World, and so it's Florida. The skies are absolutely clear blue. It is. The, it looks like the most beautiful it's probably day. Probably like they're, seventy out. Oh yeah, it's probably <laughs> seventy. They're they're piping in fake snow. You know, they've got everybody wearing Christmas gear with like sunglasses on. Um, I you know this is uh again this is wrapped in red era. So or well, it's a couple of years after wrapped in red. But you know, she's got the horn section. It looks like the the horn section is visibly sweating. <laughs> it's because it's, it's warm out. Uh, but I mean, they, you know, it's Disney, so they try to Christmas it up as, as best they can. I also have to give a shout out. I don't know if it was a design, um, choice on Disney's part or on Lester's part, but he did put the Mickey ears on his bass drum or on the kick drum. So I, 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 I did love that. Uh, I liked that little touch. I think it may have been something for TV, but either way, I mean, it's just hilarious to see all these people in like santa and elf hats you know that were probably very evenly distributed among the crowd and yet you get this clear blue sky it's inexplicably snowing and all the it trees was probably are very like, green it was probably filmed at, like around halloween of course probably that's when probably. They, they do all this stuff so far in advance mm-hmm. so funny yeah so I, I i think it's mostly i laugh at that performance because it's a cute performance i love it but it just makes me laugh that it's very obviously in a very warm period uh, down in Florida. Uh, I've got two more here that I put on my list, Pam. Uh, the okay. first one is, and we don't have to go into real great depth on these. It's just two performances that I really like. Uh, the The one I did want to bring up uh, to talk a little bit more extra about is because, once again, it's that time of year when we have to applaud Kelly Clarkson for her singing ability in the cold. <laughs> oh, Oh, go. This is not, although this is not uh, the Thanksgiving Day Parade. I would love to say it is, but. Yes. Because we recently saw, you know, a lot of people commenting, because every year for the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, people always comment about how, you know, the lip sync is really bad and it's so obvious and whatnot. And then there's always at least one person, but usually more than one, at least one person who posts on Twitter. Let's all not forget that Kelly Clarkson sang live at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Now she performed Heat, so it's not, you know, a Christmas yeah, song. Yeah, and so we're not that a- year, that year I, it was very cold. It was probably very like 15, cold. 20 degrees. Like, 
that's it. Like, you know, this past year in New York, Thanksgiving, it was like 50 out, which was mm-hmm. lovely. But yeah, that year it was freezing. But no, I know that's not what you're talking about. Go ahead. But yeah, so so she got respect uh, from a lot of people for performing out in the cold while it was, you know, everyone else's lip syncing. I also want to give a shout out to her performance of, uh, and she did other songs as well, but she also did uh, Run Run Rudolph at the National Christmas Tree Lighting in 2016. It would have been the last Christmas tree lighting of uh, the Obamas. And she does an, a killer performance of Run Run Rudolph. This is actually, you know, this every once in a while kind of becomes like my dark horse favorite uh traditional song on wrapped in red because i just love this song i've loved this song since i was a kid watching uh home alone and there's the scenes when the family is rushing to get to the airport and run run rudolph is playing and it just fits the scene so well and it made me fall in love with the song and so then kelly covers the song uh for wrapped in red she performed it in 2016 at the tree lighting for in washington dc and it just is so good and i remember it, it, how cold it's outside she was. You, you, yeah. you can tell you can tell yeah i actually had i had run run rudolph from the uh nbc christmas special the 2013 one on my list but i'm like yeah we've already spoken about five songs but yeah i do love that performance now i have one question why mm-hmm. do some people call it run run rudolph and why do some people call it run rudolph run it's the same song i'm pretty sure but i see mul- i see different titles um, not kelly's but like in general when people cover it but Either way, it's, I mean, look, it's a beautiful city. I think she has the Marine Corps band is performing with her. Uh, it's it's on the the grounds of the White House. I mean, the, the tree is all lit up nearby. I mean, it's really, really beautiful and just, you know, gets me in my Christmas feels every time I, uh, I see that performance. Uh, really any of her performances from that particular uh, that particular show. Uh, the last one I want to mention here for our favorite holiday special performances, our favorite holiday performances for Kelly, uh, is her performance of Christmas Eve. She did it on the Sounds of the Season holiday special for the Music Choice channel. Uh, if you're unfamiliar, Music Choice yeah. is like kind of the the music channels that come with like your cable subscription. Yeah. I oh you know, my god like I the, like the learned very last channels. Yes, I learned as a like when I was younger and like really first getting into like studying music and pop culture and music history. I was obsessed with Music Choice. Like mm-hmm. it's a great. It still exists. It's still it's a great music education. If you have cable that comes with the Music Choice channels, they have every genre you can think of. It's yeah. fantastic. Go ahead. Yeah. So this uh, performance was 2017. So we've got uh, pretty much the core band that we have now. It's the Meaning of Life era. And there, again, we, we're going back to the conversation about how she loves the wall of sound effect for her Christmas music. And Christmas Eve, which was a song that she recorded around the time that she put out the uh, the magical Christmas book, uh, the River Rose book. Uh, is another one of those songs that she really did an excellent job of incorporating the wall of sound effect. And I'm, and I don't know off the top of my head, the producers, I have to, I have to imagine that Jason has a lot to do with it. Probably Aben as well. Uh, But either way, you know, it's really a great example of wall of sound that and underneath the tree, excellent examples. But this performance is a little more broken down. It's, it's not the super full 
rich sounding performance. It's it's I mean it's not officially acoustic, but it almost sounds a little acoustic and it's really good. I didn't think that I would like sort of a broken down version of Christmas Eve and you really don't think that there would be one in existence, but it's out there and it's really really awesome. I I, I don't know a lot of ways to describe it, but it's just an excellent excellent version. I need to rewatch this because this came out, you know, soon after the song came out, and that's when the song made me anxious. So I need <laughs> that's to right. re-listen. You you went through a phase, and luckily I've I've lived long enough to see you come out of that phase. But yeah. you went through a phase where you did not like Christmas Eve because it gave you anxiety because of the of the, the, the cadence. Oh, I don't know. It just did. I I can tolerate a lot more now. I wouldn't say I go out of my way to listen, but like if it comes on, I'm not. I I won't shut it off. Oh man, I love this song. Weird. If she ever heard me say that, or heard anyone say that, (laughs) she'd be like, "Are you okay?" And I would be, "No." (laughs) Anyway, I'm doing better. Anyway, good pick. I need to rewatch this though. um, Yeah, that I'm a little bit more comfortable. (laughs) If you're one of the people that really likes uh, Christmas Eve, I highly recommend you seek out the video of this song. And again, this might be another one. I don't know off the top of my head. It might be one that's that Seth has on uh, the the vault. But yeah, it's the uh, music choice from 2017, Sounds of the Season, Christmas Eve. It's just, it'll it'll make you fall in love with the song all over again because it's just a a slightly tweaked version enough that uh, it, it makes it feel like a whole new song. It's really great. Seth does have it up on the KC vault. Oh, excellent. Good. Um, That's good to know. Yep. So... We'll also I'll um, I'll make a YouTube playlist when this comes mm-hmm. when this episode comes out so that people can follow along. Um, Absolutely, I'll probably post it later later in the day Tuesday maybe Wednesday. Um, but you guys can follow along and watch the performances that we spoke about today. And absolutely, we know that we didn't cover every single uh, no. holiday performance that Kelly does, and I'm sure there's people listening right now going, "Oh my gosh, how could you not include this?" Let us know what it is. We want to know. Uh, some of your favorite performances. These are some of our favorites. It doesn't have to necessarily be the definitive list, but we want to know what some of yeah. your favorite Kelly holiday performances are, whether they're ones that are on this list or not. We want to hear about them. So make sure you hit us up on all our various socials and let us know. Yes. You can find us at Miss Into Podcast, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, as always, if you listen on the Spotify app, please consider leaving us a rating And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, please consider leaving us a rating and a review. It really helps us out and helps other Kelly fans discover our podcast. Um, Next week, we're back with a very, very exciting episode. We all know you guys love album breakdowns. So we are doing our official Wrapped in Red album breakdown next week. So you definitely want to tune in. Isn't that funny how it just so happened to work out? that our next album breakdown would be wrapped in red right around the holiday season. So yes, we're very excited for that. Ready to break down uh, all of the songs from Kelly's very first Christmas album. Looking forward to that next week. All right, guys have a great week and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye guys. You've been listening to miss Indie podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. Miss Indie podcast was written and produced by Jeremy and Pam. Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you'll be the first to know when a new podcast is posted. Continue the conversation by following the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Miss Indie Podcast. Send us your questions and comments to Miss Indie Podcast at gmail.com. 